everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David, and with me as always is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Well, and back again for another episode here where we will be discussing episodes three and four of Andor. As you just said before, we hit record what some are referring to as the show that will save Star Wars for 100 years. That's right. 100 episodes of Andor to save Star Wars from Kenobi. <laughs> that is kind of funny. Uh, and obviously we'll get into our reviews and, you know, kind of spoil everything and talk about kind of how the ratings are for everybody else. But I do think that's a kind of a kind of an interesting take. It's going to yeah, save it. Well, that's also like people that make reviews like, oh, Star Wars is dead. Nobody knows how to do storytelling anymore and nothing well, worth caring about. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, there is quite a bit of bad storytelling out today in general. There certainly is. And I can kind of get with what some people say about how Mando was like the last really good entertaining Star Wars show. I mean, <sighs> I can't necessarily lie. We've had some issues with Kenobi and Boba Fett and whatnot, but... Yeah, we'll see. Well, I mean, doesn't it just kind of kind of depend on your view of things, though? Because, like, I mean, we, we we I don't really remember what we did ratings wise for for Kenobi, but I know it wasn't our favorite show, but we also didn't like hate it. Yeah, yeah, and really, until you watch it two or three times, I don't think a really harsh rating is in order for any show, to be honest. I mean, unless it's just complete garbage. And obviously we were a little more negative on Boba Fett, uh, just because not a whole lot really happened with Boba Fett in the show. Yeah. But even that, we weren't super negative about it. Yeah, no, that's true. I I don't think it was something that we, you know, we had to, I don't know, just destroy. (laughs) Not like Alphabet Squadron. (laughs) Uh, well, only the, um, only the, the last two books. First one was fine. That's right. Oh boy. So maybe we should use the same logic with Alphabet Squadron and read them again and do more reviews of them. You want to do that when we get off TV shows? You want to do that? Um, no. (laughs) Did you throw away your copy of Alphabet Squadron? I mean, it's probably still there. Got lost in the move. I mean, it's probably in a box. <laughs> it's in a box somewhere, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, but yeah, folks, that's that's what we're going to be going over here today. Um, and then after this, it'll be one episode per show instead of two. We'll be it'll be normal. Up. Yeah. It's amazing. Normal. What is normal? Oh, boy. Well, how's your week been? Oh, wait, no, stop. Uh, Nobody wants to hear about that stuff. We want to hear about the most important. That's very true. The the very (laughs) most important part of the cod, the cod past, the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's the podcast about. That should be the subscription for a podcast. It's the cod pass. pass. (laughs) Uh, Where you get a free cod every month on us. Uh, That's right. It'll be very bad by the time you get it. Oh, very it true. It will make you sick. Don't eat it. Yeah, just look at it and then throw it away. 
No, the the most important part of all this are our weekly uh, Lord of the Rings Rings of Power review. <laughs> yes, yes, Rings of Power. Maybe something will finally happen next episode. I feel like that's about to be a slogan, like, maybe the Browns will do well this year. Hey, the Browns did beat the Steelers on Thursday night That football. was an amazing game. That was the best Browns game I've seen in a long time. Well, not they, gonna lie. Low ugly, but that defense <laughs> almost gave it away, and they were like two 12 men on the field penalties. But yeah, uh, boy, what a penalties that whole game were pretty insane. There's a lot <laughs> of suspect things going on in, in that organization. I mean, from coaching decisions to coaching decisions to, to coaching decisions to <laughs> uh, apparently Denzel Ward forgetting how to play football and then you know just saying it wasn't his fault. I mean, that's that's a weird organization. They play Atlanta uh, this Sunday, which should be a slam dunk because Atlanta sucks. <laughs> no offense to any Atlanteans out there, but the Falcons are kind of hapless right now. Yeah, have they actually won this year? Have you checked their standings? No, nah, dude, I, I don't. I don't pay that much attention. I know that the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins have been doing better. Or the Dolphins. No, they've been doing better. <laughs> uh, you know, they got. Really? Uh, they got the that receiver from Kansas City, um, Tyree Kill, and he's making old Tua look like a superstar, and uh, <laughs> so so they've been playing well. The uh, the the quarterback for the Chargers, because that was a big popular pick. He got hurt or hurt his ribs or something like that. Jimmy Garoppolo's back up in you know in San Francisco after they benched him and made him take less money for a guy who's out for the year. Uh, and Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is still the goat, so I don't know. I don't know what to say. He's just ayahuasking yeah. out of his mind, but he's still playing good football. So, and more importantly than that, the Bengals suck this year. <laughs> God, what a! Yeah, I mean, what? That's got to be one of the biggest disappointments to anybody who loves the Cincinnati Bengals. Just what a! Which is a lot of people team. from Ohio now. They are a so lot of people have gone crazy with them lately. <laughs> oh man, they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, watch them go winless, you jerks. <laughs> I think yeah no kidding I think I read a statistic that somewhere like again this is all averages but like if if uh, Joe Burrow continues to get sacked at the rate he's being sacked now he'll rack up like 150 sacks on the year he'll be the most court sack quarterback of all time <laughs> or some BS like that yeah it, yeah I'm sure fantasy league people are really excited about their pick for this year some people are losing some major money this year. I wouldn't have picked them up. Sophomore slump, man. It happens to almost everybody. I mean, very rarely uh, does that not affect you. And and the thing is, you can come out like a ball of fire your rookie year. But if you're not overworking and outworking everybody else in the league, that second year, people are going to figure you out. They're going to figure you out. Uh, it happened to Baker well, Mayfield. You know, I was just going to say it's pretty similar to what we dealt yep. with. So <laughs> Yeah, Baker had an amazing rookie rookie season, came back, had a very lackluster uh, sophomore season, picked it back up in the junior season, and you know now he's off in Carolina being the starter for Carolina. You know, so And he played pretty well against the Browns in week one after coming off of all that injury crap he went through last year. Uh, which again was not a very good year for him because you know, injuries and stuff. So like you know, hey guys, I feel better now. Now that I'm not playing for you, I was just sick from you. <laughs> well, the dude was reasonably beat up. Uh, personally, I don't mm -hmm. care what anybody says. I wouldn't have sold my soul for Deshaun Watson, no matter how good. But uh, with all the crap hanging around his head, you know, right or wrong, true or not, I wouldn't have touched that with a ten foot pole. Talented guy. 
does not seem to be the best human being out there. And I've listened to interviews and I'm not real happy with the way he's handled the situation just from a professionality standpoint. I think a lot of what he said, it hasn't been very proper and I wouldn't have sold out for that. And now we're looking at Jacoby yeah. Brissett who has played okay. He's actually, hasn't played bad. He hasn't made How mistakes. How bad was his injury though? Who's that? Brissett. Didn't he get injured in the Steelers game? Um, I, I I think he's fine, but I I think there was one part where he he might have like just took a hard hit, but I think he's he's okay. Yeah. But unfortunately, Miles Garrett will be out this next game. He got in a car accident. Um, oh no. Yeah. So really? he yeah he's apparently fine. You know, bruising and stuff like that from what I read. But yeah, he. Just want to make sure for a week he doesn't have like whiplash or anything. Well, it was like uh, you know some some strained muscles, stuff like that, bumps, bruises, cuts, mm-hmm. all that good sort of stuff. But I think he cleared concussion pr- protocol and all that stuff. But he's he'll That's he'll good. be back. But yeah, you, you never know. And I mean, my God, uh, yeah, car accidents are are kind of traumatic in in and of itself. So you know, g- give the dude a little bit of time to to chill. But yeah, that'll be a little yeah, unfortunate. No how was the uh, Ohio State game? You got to go see that. What Saturday? Are we done with afternoon? Are we done with our Lord of the Rings Power Hour? Or? Oh no! Just since we were still on football, I figured I'd just bring that up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, the whole thing with that was is uh, so girlfriend has season tickets. Um, she was actually gifted two other tickets, which meant we get to sell one and keep one, so make a little bit of money. And you're selling Michigan, of course. <laughs> uh, I'm not interested in going to the Michigan game. Uh, she, I wouldn't be either. She's already up. She's already up money because she sold the Notre Dame game, and that was a big one. Um, she sold another one that was oh the Iowa game. We're not going to be we're not going to be in the state <clears throat> for that. Oh yeah. So she yeah. already sold that. She we we weren't able to go to the Toledo game for whatever reason. I think we were doing something, and then. Um, uh, sold the second pair of uh, um, Wisconsin tickets, and that that put her up on the pay. So with the Michigan tickets, and she's probably not gonna sell those until it gets closer to make sure that you know, because like if they're both doing crazy well, those tickets will be expensive. Um, yeah, no kidding. But at any rate, yeah. So we went. Uh, we didn't sit in our normal seats, which are really good. They're they're very nice mm-hmm. seats. We sat in the seats for these new tickets, um, and it was not as good a seat. Everybody over there was standing a lot, and in the other section, everybody was just Uh. more content to watch the game. Um, And it was was fine. It was a good view of the field still, pretty decent. And I found the uh, best place to get beer, which was right by this section. It's the only place that had any actual good beers. They had a couple of different things from Land Grant and – I don't know. There were a few other things. She got a Rheingeist like spiked iced tea. Ooh, <laughs> it, they're going that route, huh? Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> Rheingeist did make one that I liked. It's called Lemonade. It's it's like a spiked lemonade, which was actually pretty good for like a summer drink. Um, yeah. But yeah, they had they had like a, a Palmer almost. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, basically. But um, but yeah, they had some good stuff there, and uh, yeah, they enjoyed the game. Obviously, they just they walked all over Wisconsin. It wasn't it wasn't oh, a yeah. game. Um, yeah, bit of a blowout for sure. We watched the first half of it. Had to go home, yeah. and I really didn't 
feeling any need to pop it on at home. Nope, no real reason. And uh, I mean, we we we've been Ubering, and it was fine getting there. You know, it's typical rate. Uh, unfortunately, we found out that it gets hella expensive uh, for late games. So anything, oh, I'm sure anything after that, it was it was real, real, real expensive. And the guy drove was like it just an expensive idiot. on the way out or out. going in as well. No, going yeah. in, it was fine. It was the typical. I think it was like fourteen bucks, which is pretty typical. Yeah, yeah. Um, but going you in to protect your car from that kind of crowd. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and the thing is, is like there are some places you can park and walk, but like you're not technically supposed to park in people's parking lots and all that. Blah blah blah. They don't want you. You know. Right. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was not fun to pay whatever, like 50 bucks we had to pay to get back. Uh, and the guy, the guy drove like an absolute idiot. Like, I mean, just an (laughs) an idiot. Uh, the guy even driving in didn't drive real. He he would just, anyway, bad drivers all around. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no game was good. Had a, had a good time at the game. And then we went to uh, Michigan on Sunday to just do a few things for the day. Um, went to this uh, tapas place called Aventura, and mm-hmm. that was really cool. Uh, I've been there before, um, so I took her. And she likes tapas, and you know we got a little mm-hmm. like uh, buffalo-y potatoes with an egg on it, and these little cheeseburgers and or little hamburgers, <laughs> and um, uh, these uh, shrimp. And so mm-hmm. that was all pretty good. And then we went around the corner to this uh, macaroon place and got. Got some really good macaroons and not so good coffee. The the coffee was pretty lame, <laughs> but the uh, yeah. but the macaroons were really good. And uh, and yeah, so that's that's that was pretty much the weekend. Nice, yeah. This uh, this Saturday I might be going for the uh, Rutgers game. Our company, uh, a division of it, uh, is working on the uh, Ohio State Wexner facility. Yeah. So they they ended up setting up a tailgate for the entire company site-wide for ohio so we're gonna do uh it's all catered food drinks uh, alcohol whatnot yeah well you have to let me know because I'll, I'll also oh uh, oh you're not gonna be at the stadium it's it's gonna be at the stadium but we're tailgating outside they didn't buy us all tickets oh okay okay <laughs> yeah because we'll we'll yeah. be there too we'll we're, we're gonna go we're gonna go to the game gotcha it's like a 3 30 well, if you come a little early i could always yeah get you a free beer from our event probably okay. but uh yeah hopefully it's not too cold we'll probably just be bringing a couple chairs hanging out there it's looks like a 3 30 game so that'll be decent time won't be too chilly <laughs> yeah yeah well you'll, you'll have to let me know uh, what you guys want to do if you want to do something afterwards i didn't know you're gonna gonna go but uh yeah yeah i just found out today okay but uh yeah hopefully yeah we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that after 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 this and that's cool though yeah, de- decent atmosphere down there. It's 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 pretty good. And if you get the Uber yeah. and you just drop yourself, have them drop you off at the James, you know, the cancer facility that's like literally right there. You just have a little bit of walk. It's actually pretty nice. Well, luckily <laughs> they're going to supposedly let us all park there on site at the, it's the still, construction side. It's so it, it's it's still walk, but. it's still pretty nutty and, and like I'm they sure. block off a lot, so it's not very fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, might talk with a few people about uh, parking a little further back and doing an Uber. Yeah, yeah, and that that might not be a, a bad idea. So yeah, cool, cool, cool. How's the rest of the week been? Uh, not super great. I've been battling this 
cold, not cold that's been getting progressively worse. So that alone might keep me from going Saturday. Mm. I've just been cold lately. I usually keep the house at like 71. I get home from work and I'm just chilled all the time. I'm not really running a huge fever, but it's been weird. I've had like congestion and whatnot for a week and a half straight. It's like if I'm going to get sick, I would love to just get it over with. Kind oh, of deal. Wow. But uh, yeah, other than that, not a whole lot going on. We kind of canceled our plans for the week, so it's been boring. Just getting all the schoolwork done so I can enjoy the weekend. Okay. Okay. Very good. Well, uh, okay. Yeah, my weekend was that. That yeah, you, I already talked about it. So. Uneventful week, I take it. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> so mean, fair, to this point, yeah, fair, fairly, fairly uneventful. Just, just work stuff. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Uh, no update on the house. Uh, inspection is going down Friday. Cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's. Did I not tell you it's in contract? Uh, I think. I thought we maybe talked at about the that. time we talked about it, it wasn't yet. You had some people coming to look at it. Oh, okay, yeah, my bad. I could be wrong. So yeah, somebody but. somebody looked at it, sent an offer. Um, I basically my realtor kind of wrangled them a little bit, which is a little gross in a way, to be honest. But uh, got it up a little higher. So yeah, I, I accepted the offer. Okay, cool, and then. Uh, so it's in contract, or well, it's whatever you want to call it, pending, contingent, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Pretty close to what you wanted for it, I take it. I mean, it close enough, close enough. I know you were talking about dropping the price, and I last did. week. So yeah, I, I did. You? I did. Okay, you know, just to try and get get rid of it because I I didn't. It's one of those things that I would have just probably been waiting a little longer. It's like, nah, I just want it done, and it was really only on the market for two weeks. Um, yeah. So it wasn't that long. I was just impatient. But yep, except uh, if you're the, already at a point where you can get debt free and yeah, exactly. you know not have that looming over your head, what's that extra ten or fifteen thousand worth? Yeah, just to not pay the bills anymore. Yeah, exactly, and that's the big thing, just not to pay the bills. Um, but yep, nope. So that's uh, working its way through. Should be closing towards the end of October. Um, but yeah, inspections Friday, uh, their inspection, and then uh, yeah just kind of going from there they're they're like a veteran so they they're doing like a va loan so it's gotta you oh, know okay. it's gotta go through their process but apparently i might also yeah. have two other people who um would potentially have like backup offers if it falls through for any reason one of them cool. apparently might be cash and they don't care about the inspection so might be one of those deals that where nice. that would have been better to hear first i might have taken that first <laughs> to be yeah. honest but yeah a lot less paperwork that way for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh now with a house like you have inspection, I assume they have to check the other side as well, your neighbor's no. side, seeing as how it's connected. No. Really? Nope. Just the one. Really? Yep, just the one. Nice. Yep. Cool, cool. Well, hopefully that goes well. Yeah, and it should. It should. Should be uh should be, you know, should be fine. That's the hope, and we'll see. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, I suppose we should probably talk about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, the Lord of the Rings. What the power po- half the podcast hour. is about. The the cod pass. <laughs> the cod, what this the is about. cod pass. Hon- honestly, that 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 would be a pretty cool shirt. I'd like that. 
It'd just be a cod in the background, like a, a fillet, not even the full fish, but just like a fillet of fish. Right. It's going to be a McDonald's fillet of fish. That has to be. That says cod pass. <laughs> oh, the the fillet of fish fish has to be like <laughs> the fillet of fist. Fist. Yes. No, you need to animate it so it has like uh, arms and legs, so it can be like kicking. A piece of fish from Long John Silver's. Oh, <laughs> okay, now we're just going out the. We're just. Oh, that's that's too much, too much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Did you did you like the last episodes of the old, not so rings of power? I would have liked it more if something happened. I guess we kind of had things happen, things set in motion, but. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's getting harder and harder to see how this is going to line up with the forging of any rings at this point with how slow it is. Yeah, well... Unless this is going to be multiple seasons. Well, that's what it's supposed to be. Supposedly, they have five. Five seasons. Five seasons of this show already? Uh, green. I mean, oh. that that apparently was the idea, is five seasons. Yeah. I could see the pacing a little better that way, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Eh. It is what it is, man. It's 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 fine. I didn't so much mind it myself, but um, yeah. It, I mean, it, it's kind of it's kind of like what the Silmarillion is. It's it's a bit wordy. Doesn't have much going yeah. on until you hit big points, and I, it's the same thing for me. Like <laughs> I think that there there are definitely some people who who enjoy the portrayal of Gladriel, and and that's fine. I I just don't you know. I don't really, uh, I don't really get the whole angry thing, and and my my buddy Chase, you know, if from you know these are the voyages, uh, the Star Trek podcast, you know, he 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 likes a portrayal, you know, he'd kind of thought it a little bit more more appropriate for, her, and then eventually she kind of grows into the person that she wants to be, and maybe even like alluded to potentially envying a little bit of like, you know not being able to kind of, you know, rule herself, rule over a kingdom. And obviously that becomes uh Lothlorien and everything. But like, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it's just, it's, it's a little bit much, it's a little bit much. And even, I don't know, it, it's, it's not, well, it it's not to the point where it's like, how much, how much can you downgrade a character before you redeem them where it's just too late for people to care anymore, I guess. Yeah. Is my concern if we keep going down this route of her being, in some instances, just kind of insufferable. In a, in others, not too bad. But I don't know. I, I find myself more and more every day only really caring about what happens with the seal door. Yeah, which <laughs> is it, which but. is interesting because certain <laughs> things that I've seen haven't enjoyed Numenor at all. But it's like personally, I, I've been okay with Numenor. I think it's probably the best story arc, honestly. Yeah, I mean, not that there's really much of a story arc beyond that. I mean, our our little defense of I'm not even gonna try to remember the name of the city or the little village, mm, but mm-hmm, that's kind in of the getting a bit stale. The Southlands, yeah. And my God, if our elf doesn't just admit to being Sauron or say that he isn't Sauron, I think I might go. Insane, yeah, he's he's which I don't believe he is. No, he's not. Obviously. He's not Sauron. There are a lot of other uh, people that that he probably, but no, he's he's not Sauron. And then they they did finally interject that one kind of androgynous looking character 
uh, in the last yeah. episode who was like, you know, looking out for maybe Gandalf or not Gandalf or possibly kind of evil Gandalf or, you know, maybe Sauron <laughs> trying to help the. Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be the funniest? <laughs> if that was Sauron, that would be kind of funny. Honestly. Yeah, w- wouldn't that be kind of the funniest thing if like Sauron was the guy who actually like helped the hobbits reach Hobbiton and everything <laughs> and like. Gandalf's there all the time. He's like, "Oh, I really like this place. Super cool. I like these Hobbit guys." And then like Sauron's that's just like, "Not a cool guy, by the way." It's like that's <laughs> mine. <laughs> well, it could be. Um, oh, what's his name? Or uh, the one from the Hobbit movies? Same rank as Sauron and Gandalf. Who's the other wizard? Oh, are, are you talking about Saruman? Or are you talking about Radagast? Radagast. I don't think it's Radagast. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I get that. I don't, I don't think it is, but I mean, who knows? We'll, we'll just, we'll just, no, if that was Saruman, that'd be kind of weird seeing as how he looks literally nothing like him whatsoever. They're not even trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But no, I thought, I thought Numenor was pretty solid. I've enjoyed that so far. I like, uh, all the little side stories. I'm really enjoying everything with, uh, Isildur's father, I can't mm-hmm. think of his name at Elendil. the top of my head, but what was it? Elendil. Elendil, yeah. Yeah, he's he's pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah. But, I don't know, it's just something seems to be, you know, happening in the next episode based on the trailer, but we'll have to see. I do like what we've seen with the orcs so far. That kind of went from crappy to pretty decent in the last episode, I think. So. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that's actually pretty brutal because even in this episode, we have the the villagers that are like gonna go pay fealty, and it's like, well, like, okay, kill this boy then. Like, yeah. how committed are you? <laughs> it's like, ooh, dark, right? So, probably just gonna end up dead anyway, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, this is gruesome, but I kind of wish they had just killed all those villagers. Yeah, I mean. It, not to mention it would help, you know, our cast because obviously they would just be more to deal with. Right. And that would be the hardest thing to fight is everyone you grew up with. So hopefully they kill them off. I hate to say that, but. Well, it would just make them seem even more brutal. It would just make the stakes seem that much more. But there again, I mean, I, I wish I knew a little bit more about some of this more advanced backstory stuff. And it, I mean, it's so steeped in effectively like interpretation and side notes. And I mean, obviously you have the Silmarillion, but you know, you have like Chris Tolkien's interpretation of his father's work. There was something that kept popping up this week about, you know, originally orcs were corrupted elves, but then that's been changed multiple times. They went from that. There was uh, they were created what out of something from the ground. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, basically I think what, Tolkien's final kind of thought was is that they were humans. They they were just men. Which but, to me would make the most sense more than elves even, I think. Right, but, but but the issue was is that, you know, when Chris Tolkien went to curate a lot of this, he kept the elf thing. And it it wasn't like malicious mm-hmm. intent. It was just like uh, I thought this is what pretty much he wanted. So, but yeah, that that's right. pretty hotly hotly debated. You'd think that'd be something like kind of weird getting into wills and estates and everything, but, like, if you're a writer with that acclaim, I would feel like you'd want to, for your executor at least, really, you know, write everything out plainly for 
what the intentions are going forward. Yeah. Especially with anything that could be lore-breaking. But not everyone thinks of that. He might not have been that into the estate. Well, who, who expects to die? True. You know what I mean? Who, who just <laughs> expects true. that? So it probably wasn't much. And, I, I mean, honestly, honestly, I think Christopher Tolkien did a pretty good job of, of curating yeah. everything. And he, he did it up through his 90s and all that stuff until he passed. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But... Yeah, big big thing for me right now. I'm trying to decide. I have some extra credits, obviously, since uh, we won't be uh, going through any books for a while. I've thought about just getting the Silmarillion to listen to at work. My only fear with that is it's going <laughs> to show a lot of plot holes in the show and kind of ruin it for me. So I almost want to go through the show before rereading the Silmarillion. Yeah. I'm just foggy enough on it that I don't know if they're making mistakes, so... Oh yeah, I mean, well, there's there's tons of stuff that's made up and all that, blah 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 blah. But yeah. Anyway, I think we should probably move on away from the Tolkien half hour and then uh, get a little <laughs> bit into Star Wars. And yet, yet again, I'll throw out there, uh, simply because we had our mid-season huge shift in House of Dragon, start House of Dragon because this episode was absolutely amazing. We actually uh, changed out like 90% of the main cast for the time jump. Oh, there's and a time jump? Yeah. Yeah, in the Civil War, they jump about... Like midway through the season? Yeah. I wasn't looking forward to it, but they actually did it really well. And uh, I think they jump about... Let's see, Aegon would have been two... Uh, probably about 14, 15 years, I would say. And yeah, pretty big jump. Is this only supposed well to be one season, or...? Uh, supposedly there are multiple seasons, but they're going to be following other, uh, members of the Targaryens, so they have to kind of wrap up everything with Rhaenyra this season, unfortunately. How about we just... I feel like this could take multiple seasons, yeah. personally, but, yeah. How about we just take, uh, take a little trip to the Stormlands? Like... <laughs> I mean, I'd be okay with Why that. Why don't we just do that? I wouldn't mind kind of going... House of the Deer. House of the Deer. <laughs> Pre-Baratheon or post-Baratheon? <laughs> All the Baratheons. Let's just go through it. Uh, but uh, I would like to see some uh, ancient Stark stuff. Maybe uh, Bran the Builder, seeing him construct the wall. I think that'd be pretty neat. Well, eventually we'll get the Jon Snow series, so... Yeah, at least we'll get that. And there is talks of a uh, a series based around Aegon's conquest, which I think would be mm. pretty freaking epic, honestly. Maybe. But it's also the most told story. I mean, everyone knows it. And yeah, I don't know. I think that would take more than a season because you really couldn't go over the conquest of each of the seven kingdoms per episode properly, I think. So yeah, I would definitely want to see a decent backstory as to, you know, uh, the Dream Seers and why they left Old Valyria and kind of go through all of that. Yep. Not just jump right into Aegon riding Valerian. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, there we go. There's our, our other show's half hour. I don't know. One day... This is our, this is our tease into potentially switching over. One, one day, this podcast just might become a variety show, which will probably... PO people off, but like Star Wars has to slow down eventually. 
The juggernaut can't go on forever. Yeah, we'll see. Well, hey, this was the show that's supposed to save it, so... All let's right. see if it does. Let's uh, <laughs> let's roll into episode three here. Um, reckoning. Yes, the reckoning. And uh, oh, let's see here. How long was our episode? Forty-two minutes in total, obviously, with credits and recaps and all that. It does um, bring it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when we had kind of left off, uh, you know, Andor killed a guy, two guys. And lots of darts. Lots of darts. Lots well, and lots of darts. <laughs> well, I mean, he killed people. He, he's killed He's killed a few people, you know. Yeah. He, he's he's basically a killer. And uh, He's not a good man. Yeah, yeah <laughs> okay. I mean, that's what they all say until they kill you. Um so we have we have Andor. He's kind of on the run at this point. He is going to meet up with uh, with a you know a potential buyer for his uh, star drive, and he's hoping to use the the credits to basically go away. He's he's done here. That's right. Now, and we also have the weirdest droid in the beginning of this episode too. Did you catch that? Our little ship droid. Ship droid. Literally a droid that's entire job is to be a boarding set of stairs for a floating transport. Oh, (laughs) oh, you're talking about the uh, flashback sequence. Uh, No, this is actually where our uh, leader of the spies uh, gets onto the plants around six minutes in or so. No, I kind of jumped past the flashback. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you okay, okay. You're 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 talking about old Skarsgård coming in. Yes. Here. Okay. Sorry. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I was, I was kind of in the in the beginning there a bit with um, with young Cassian. Do you do you want to go through uh, now Cassian or young Cassian first? Um. We could go through young Cassian first. Okay. Kind of go through all the flashbacks. I figured that'd be a little easier too. Um, because essentially I can I can round it up pretty quickly. Young Cassian goes in the ship where, you know, he finds more dead people. He apparently doesn't like his reflection, so he smashes stuff. And then he is taken by his new mom, who he now found out was not his actual mother at all. She was somebody who found him on the planet and took took him with her and we also met his in quotation father uh who was not his father who we also learned was hung in the public square Mm -hmm. on this planet so we now know basically nothing about cassian's parentage right uh and that this wasn't his his parentage at all they just you know took him off the planet um as they were kind of raiding the transport which we find out is a republic transport that's right. Yeah, the time uh, jump kind of threw me for a loop there. I don't know why I assumed it would have been Imperial era. I guess yeah. I just kind of uh, didn't math very well there. But, yeah, it was kind of cool to see someone not receive uh, our troops very well, other than, I mean, I guess maybe they could have been on a Separatist-ran planet at the time, but they don't really say anything about that. See, that's a theory but. right now. The theory is that the children were survivors of a Separatist ship. 
Mm. Okay. So who I could dig that. You know, that kind of makes sense ish, but they did kill this, you know, Republic officer, obviously new mom, uh, and new dad that we're just meeting and shiny, shiny robot, uh, who's not so shiny anymore, uh, show up and they just kind of take him. Well, it kind of could go back to his comment about being in this war since he was six years old, if he was fighting the Republic at that age. Yeah. Because, I mean, most people don't really, if they're in that, they didn't notice a huge difference between the Republic and the Empire, just change of name, essentially. So if they're already fighting them, that makes a lot of sense. And I'll be honest, I think that comment made in Rogue One is starting to lose a lot of steam. Yeah, because, I mean, we're not seeing him his life being torn apart by war. He really doesn't care about the war. And well, at this point we don't really have a war yet. We have a budding rebellion, barely open rebellion at this point. So the comment is kind of being made less and less important. I agree. Well, he's not Jen Erso. Jen Erso has legitimately been fighting this war since she was a kid. So (laughs) in, in that, in that respect, I'm, I'm not sure if maybe they're not giving enough credence to what Rogue One had in quotations established or they're kind of setting Andor up more as the consummate liar slash spy because spies are liars. You know what I mean? True enough. But you're right. I mean, it could be he's been fighting, but he's been fighting against something else and then that morphs into something else. So he's just been fighting. The only other thing. I could think is it's his own personal battles and wars, you know, kind of going back to our comment about his uh, prison being carried with him at all times. Yep. So hard to say. Interesting, though. Yeah, it, it is. It is interesting. So anyway, we get our we, we finally get our screen time with uh, with uh, Luthen. Luthen, Stellan Stars- Skarsgård, who is, uh, as we sort of march through here, we learn that he is basically a an antiques dealer on Coruscant. Yeah, yeah, very good spy as well. I mean, he uh, he definitely knows how to put on a front. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I've fallen in love with this character in the last couple episodes, not going to lie. Yeah, but before we get to that, just uh, we'll, we'll obviously continue th- through this episode. So we have those our troops, our kind of Weasley lieutenant and our overzealous sergeant um, coming in with our group of soldiers to arrest Andor. And they bring in the force, too. Uh, not the force, but like a force. <laughs> and uh, Probably could have used the force, uh, I would honestly. S- yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Uh, Bix uh, learns that old, her old boyfriend, Tim, with two M's, to make him Space Tim, not like Tiny Tim, mm-hmm. but like Space Tim. Um, <laughs> so Tim gets, you know, he, he's the one who uh, gives up Cassian. And mm-hmm. so that upsets Bix. The entire town's kind of going nuts. They're banging on stuff. They're, they're being disruptive. You know, why are you messing with an old lady? And and even this lieutenant, like, this lieutenant is such a, well, as we find out later, a mommy's <laughs> boy comp- overcompensating tool bag. Um, but 
But anyway, Cassian gives away his uh, his location via our little weird red droid. And um, because that droid at no point could have possibly, you know, <sighs> shut off the comm. You <laughs> just you would think placed inside of him and had no control whatsoever. That's fine. Yeah, you would. R2 can do that. But this droid can't. Correct. Yeah, I can't do this. Um, yeah, I, I gotta say some of the tension building in here, I, I really liked, you know, we had the, the citizens of this planet, you know, banging on all these wind chime looking things, making all Cassian's this. Cassian's mom is pretty foreboding talking to the, uh, the two security yeah. guards about that. It's like, you don't have to worry about it when it's going on, but when it stops, what happens when it stops? That would have been an amazing moment for her to just shoot both of those guards. I would. I was kind of hoping for I'm it. I'm not going to lie. That would have been really fun. Yeah. <laughs> that, would have been, that would have been hilarious. Um, but, uh, but I mean, the, the, these security agents are, you know, they're, they're not being very nice to people at all. Um, and, you know, again, so Bix runs off to try and help Andor uh you know she learns that that her little boyfriend told on him you know did a little tattle uh she's actually apprehended by the security mm-hmm. forces and sort of handcuffed to a pipe and old tim's gunned down in the street by one of the security officers um yep. and she is left unfortunately to be within about two feet of his body yep. all alone Exactly. Pretty dark episode. It well, and pretty, it, uh, that's kind of why realistic episode. Yeah, and that's why I like it. it. It is being really dark and really setting up like the people that you, that you really hate them. And I, I gotta say, as we get into the next episode, they're really casting people who just look like people I would hate. Yes, especially with the Imperials. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll we'll get to that here in a second. But seriously, so anyway. In the midst. By the way, I, I don't know where you are with this scene, but I'm at the point where Cassian gets shot in the shoulder. And I love not jumping too far ahead, yeah. obviously, but in our next episode, we get the comment, we need to clean the wound. Mm-hmm. He, he was shot with a blaster, and it was instantly cauterized. But okay. Well, but in, <laughs> cauterization still needs treatment, so. Sure. <laughs> I just think it's funny how many people forget about the instant cauterization yeah, in Star Wars. Absolutely. Um, no, but ju- just to before he gets shot, he he is uh oh, excuse me, big old yawn there. Not gonna edit it out either. Um, but we get to the point where uh, where we're in the setting that was actually part of the preview that I saw. Oh, at, okay. With Rogue One, so we're in this weird, I don't know, plant looking thing with all these chains and stuff you know somebody's uh what is it bdsm dungeon or something like that (laughs) um and andor is trying to make the drop uh luthan is basically saying you know you're kind of worth more than that and uh yeah it it didn't look this they they edited the crap out of that little bit they saw because it looked like the explosion was actually made by the troops in the preview oh, really? and no it's luthan luthan no he's like right, he's like right. giving him tips and tricks almost like woody harrelson did with han solo yeah um, i thought of that too when i saw this you want to know a fun fact tell me stuff scarsgar was supposed to be that i'm drawing a blank on his name now but N- no instead no, no, of no. woody 
No, 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 no. <laughs> just, just a small fun fact here. So, um, I don't. I, I think it was a little later, but when they're in the ship, but uh, Andor's like telling them, you know, I served on on Mimban. <laughs> so yeah, in the next episode, yep. Yeah. So Mimban was the planet that Han Solo also served on as a mud trooper and met oh. and met the, that same planet. So te- yeah. technically, technically, it, you could make a case, probably not, because I don't remember the timeline that well, uh, it, when Han would have been there, but they could have been there. That would have been pretty cool. He could have cooked him a couple meals. You never know, because that's all he was, a cook. <laughs> and he ran, just like Han, though. Interestingly yeah. enough, yeah. parallels. They both ran. Mm-hmm. So, well, there's definitely a lot of comparisons with these characters in general. Um, I would say, ironically, because Han ended up actually being a soldier, but Cassian's definitely more of a cold-blooded killer than Han. That's yeah. pretty obvious. But they are very similar. So that's yeah. pretty cool that they tied it in that way. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed it personally. So uh, we have we have that going on. Um, Andor does wind up going with um, with uh, our character here, Luthen, and in uh, escaping. And we do we do get that one shot on his mom at the end uh, where she's you know. I think it kind of realizes that he won't, he won't be back and she won't see him again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was very poignant in the beginning of the, um, of the episode where she found him and, and took, took him with her and, you know, kind of saved him, so to speak. So yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's pretty cool. How'd you like the, the whole like a uh, little fight scene here in the, in the, well, in the, the meat packing plant, the BDSM dungeon. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I thought it was pretty neat that we're constantly having Cassian try to get the drop. Um, he still at this point doesn't realize that Luthen is there for him and not this device, which yep. I can see him not getting that right away. But uh, I thought it was actually pretty well done. Realistic enough fight. Didn't have a lot of plot armor where, you know, he's out in the open with 20 people shooting at him. And he should have definitely been shot. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. The setting was good. The lighting was decent. Sound in the show is really good. Both yep. music and sound effects for fights, I think, are done very well. Better than Kenobi, for sure. Agreed. Uh, a lot more effort put into it. But, yeah, every fight so far I've really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I think it, it looked it looked good overall. No zero complaints there. Uh, so, eventually, uh, Andor does kind of take our lieutenant from behind. Not to be weird about it or anything, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it ties him up. They take a speeder. They create a diversion tactic with one of the speeders and blow up several of our security officers, and then uh, they they get away. And our lieutenant, I don't, I don't, he he can't even imagine what what's just happened to him here. But it's like you know that that is kind of the folly of the empire. Some point at some point mm-hmm. and. Um, even in our scene before with, uh, with Luthen and Cassian, where Luthen is like, I'll give you a thousand more credits. If you told me how you got this piece out. <laughs> and it's just like, well, the empire's arrogant. They're fat and they're bloated. Mm-hmm. And they don't think that anybody could ever defeat them right now. You know, 
Why would you even? Yeah. Why would you try and strike at your benevolent overlords? Well, it really shows in this episode and the next with all the bureaucracy of the empire, what they're really focused on because they simply think that they are the only military might in the galaxy yep. and that all they need to really worry about is protocol at this point to secure the galaxy. Um, and this this security team <laughs> and its ineptitude is probably my favorite part of this episode. I mean, they they get completely decimated by one spy and a smuggler. Yep. Essentially. And I'm surprised our lieutenant didn't die in this episode. I was really expecting him to. Well, I, I think I think he's gonna be kind of a major foil for um for, for this for Cassian and for the I, I think eventually Cassian will probably take him out, but at the end of the day, I think he's he's just a big foil for for this particular series. I think we'll I think he'll be around for a while personally. Do you think he'll kind of go out on his own to go after Cassian, or do you think he'll end up joining the Empire at some point? No, I think he'll I think he'll join the Empire. I think it's a very similar story to uh, like Alindra Price, kind of mm-hmm. going their own way and then encounter more encountering more closely the Empire, which aligns to their ambition. The Empire is always going to take you if they can use you, and I think that they can use this guy. And I feel like as we get into episode four and start talking about more of like the intelligence community, I feel like eventually someone there is going to use him mm-hmm. in, in that capacity. Yeah, I have a bit of a theory on who will end up using him, but we'll get into that on the next episode, obviously. Absolutely. So uh, let's just go ahead and roll roll right into episode four, which uh, just dropped today, Wednesday, the... Uh, Wednesday, the 28th of September. I feel like I'm like a like an old person leaving a voice message. Hi, <laughs> this is your dad. I'm calling you on uh, Wednesday, September 28th. By the way, this is your dad. And, uh, you know, uh, you came from my loins. So I just wanted to tell you that, you know, there's pot roast over here. Come and eat. Uh, by the way, this is your dad. My phone number is... <laughs> Dad's about halfway there too with voicemails. It's pretty <laughs> epic, not gonna lie. <laughs> so uh, anyway, as we get into episode four, this is Adani. Uh, what's that? Adani, Adhani. Yeah. However you want to pronounce it. Yeah, I, I think it's Ald Aldhani. So it's kind of like a roll the D, man. I mean, don't don't be weird about it or anything, but just roll the D. That's right. Uh, so we start off, uh, sort of in our ship, we are hyperspacing our way towards the planet Aldani, where, uh, Luthen has a job for Andor. He's going to pay him 200,000 credits and he gives him a down payment. He gives him down payment where he clearly points out the price tag of it, which I love. <laughs> and... <laughs> He, he says multiple times, I will be back for this. But if you do sell it, don't sell it for less than 50000 Yes, and it's, uh, it's a Kyber crystal. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just getting back there because I was, um, I was actually looking at that. So this uh, is actually a reference to a species that showed up in the Knights of the Old Republic, the, the, the Rakatan. And... Mm-hmm. 
I don't really know too much about them. I think they were like an either like an aquatic or amphibious race or something like that. They had a you know an empire of their own, and I believe that they were put down. Um, uh, let's see here. What do we have? So in reference to the Rakata from the Classic Knights of the Republic series, a Force-sensitive race who invaded the galaxy and were only stopped when they encountered the early Jedi uh, on the planet Tython. So mm. there we go. So that's pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. You know, we, we kind of mentioned that Luthen is kind of like a, like a, I don't know, an antique dealer or whatever you might call him. And he, he's got a kyber crystal. He's got these antiques. You know, the Empire tried really hard to wipe out a lot of history and so forth and rewrite history. And there was an article that I just sort of briefly skimmed that kind of said it, it would seem like it would be kind of hard to become like a history dealer, basically, um, just strictly because you might have some history that somebody in the empire doesn't like. Yeah. Yeah. And being that he has a Kyber crystal, obviously at this time in the empire's uprising seems to me that anything like that would be seized. Mm -hmm. I don't see the empire trying to barter and pay for any Kyber whatsoever. Yeah. And there is a lot of talk about like items he had in his shop uh, you know, that little club that he showed Mon Mothma, which coincidentally we see Mon Mothma, um, I guess like Darth Vader, one of Darth Vader's that like inquisitors, I guess was, was from the planet where that club was, uh, um, that was, uh, Utapau, right? I don't remember to be honest with I think you. It was from Utapau. Uh, they had talked a little bit about the the like stone tablets that that our driver was being distracted with possibly being kind of like hmm. world between worlds sort of mosaic <laughs> type of deal. Um, Interesting. And it also looked like in the background that he had two holocrons, a Sith and a Jedi holocron. Nice. It's nice. I was interested in the armor set. I couldn't see anything on that. Well, there, there was also reference in here um, in the article that I was just taking a peek at that the armor might be like Star Killers. And there's been really? there, yeah, there's been a lot of um, a lot of speculation about the possibility of like Star Killer kind of making some sort of appearance, which I don't see. I'm trying to think if that would work with the timeline. It wouldn't, it wouldn't work with the timeline. I, I don't at all. feel like it would. No. But he would still definitely be only a secret apprentice at this point. Yeah. So Well, realistically, no. This might have been after his death. It's hard to say. Yeah, that's 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 a bit that's a bit hard to hard to say. So at any rate, yeah, I, I, I think that the junk shop was, I don't want to call it junk shop, that's mean, his antique shop, <laughs> was, it was fun. It was an interesting transformation that he went through, and obviously he is high-placed in society. Not just with Mon Mothma, who showed up, but with others. Because you're not going to, you're, you're not going to be, and, and look, he, he's obviously making a lot of trips. So for him to be doing his trips for his clandestine, you know, clandestine stuff and all this, 
he has to be fairly high ranking in society and he is on the top level. You know, mm-hmm. we even see uh, when our security officer, our lieutenant comes to Coruscant, you know, he boards one of the, the turbo lifts down and you see his face kind of mm-hmm. drop as he's moving away from the top of Coruscant and he's moving down to a lower level to meet his mother. Mm-hmm. That's kind of an interesting thing when you think about it. Um, because in order to be at the top means you are top of society. You are the richest of the rich. You are well-connected. So obviously Luthen is well-connected. Yeah. And I feel like we definitely get a bit of a Palpatine vibe with him, honestly, just in his ability to play people and, you know, change his mood and whatnot. I I really like the little transition scene we have from spy Luthen. You know, he has the, the hot towel that kind of, it, it almost like was he wearing somewhat of prosthetics because I feel like he was. Uh, he just he put extent. on a wig, yeah, and then rings yeah. and bangles and fancy clothes. I did like how he was kind of like getting his face put back on. He did his little hand wave mm-hmm. thing that was kind of funny. Yeah. So so then we also have the entrance of Mon Mothma here, who is um, covering her visit by buying something for her husband, which. I don't ever remember her having a husband or any reference to like any significant other there. I remember reference, but it was never important from my understanding. Like there's no lore behind it really just that she has one. Yeah. So, I mean, basically they kind of made this guy up. This isn't somebody. So Perrin Firtha, um, yeah, it just, and he's like almost one of the most hated characters, I would guess, because well, it's it's just kind of weird to think that obviously they knew each other well before the Empire and everything, but it's kind of weird to see a major leader in the rebellion pick someone who's so douchey, uninterested in all of that. Just their interaction was pretty good, though. I did enjoy the scene, and honestly, I actually enjoyed this Mon Mothma quite a bit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I did too. Um, I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. She's obviously having a lot of trouble, a lot of spies in the Senate, new driver, all of that stuff. Everybody's being watched and Palpatine. Oh my God. Good. More yawns. Palpatine obviously knows that Mon Mothma was close to like Padme and, bail and all this stuff and you know so she's she's a little bit more of a bleeding heart to him but i did find it interesting that um that her husband mentioned this dinner and two of the guests uh sly moore and aris uh dangor are like palpatine's direct advisors i mean sly moore if you look up a uh if you look up a, a picture of her you'll instantly recognize her she's one of the umbarns Oh, really? Yeah, she was the one who had the big suit thing on. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And she was also in the comics, kinda too. Kind of almost makes it wonder, like, makes you wonder, well, and I don't know how long they've been together, but maybe the husband's a plant mm-hmm. of some kind. That would be very interesting if, if that came to fruition. I don't know. It's very, uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, but kind of, kind of fun to throw those names out. Obviously, you know, her reactions like, what the hell, man, don't, yeah. don't 
Invite those people. Don't send them with me. I know it's fine. You'll be at the boring table. It's on the Google Calendar. If you had a chance, it was on the Google Calendar. <laughs> well, you know, it, it does kind of show that, you know, power and all this stuff can uh, corrupt even people that mm-hmm. you don't think it would. And I do kind of wonder if he's going to turn on Mon Mothman. That's kind of why we don't see or hear anything about him in any other medium. So. Yeah, it's hard to say if that's one of those things, like they didn't think she'd be an important enough character to do that backstory, or if, well, like you said, potentially there's some betrayal there. Yeah. Either way, I'm kind of, this is the most interested I've been in Mon Mothma for a while, so. Yeah. I'm impressed with the show to do that. And also, you know, you mentioned you know, names that we recognize and some drops for characters. Isn't it so refreshing, these first four episodes, that we are not thrown 10 or 15 characters from the movies or bigger, you know, media that completely overshadow and or as a character. We're just getting little tidbits and it, it works. You don't need 20 name drops, yep. you know. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it is good. I mean, there, there is a reference like Saul Guerrero as well, like Andor's listing off like bands and all this stuff. But it was it, it's been very subtle and it seems yeah. like they are really trying to focus on kind of what the story they're telling and not trying to be just a dumping ground for Star Wars references, which is not a good way to write a show. And, and you, you could say that in every medium. It's like you don't have to constantly reference the other thing. We know the thing. Just do this show well and you won't have to uh, constantly reference the other thing. And it's it, it's kind of interesting that they chose that route for the one Star Wars show that realistically could be completely separate from Star Wars yeah. and still work. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so getting a, a little bit away from, from Luthen's storyline, we do have Andor, who is picked up by Vel, who is a, kind of a splinter cell here on, uh, on our planet of um, Aldhani. And they are basically going to storm this base and steal credits and uh, payroll. I thought it was funny. We're going to steal the quarterly payroll. <laughs> the quarterly payroll. It's like, well, Why? well, but like <laughs> they could just transfer that like electronically, right? They don't have to like, you know, it's probably done by direct deposit. I mean, well, if it like physical credits, what are we talking about? <laughs> I think it'd be funny if it was just done the exact same way that we had to transfer the Death Star player. Oh, God, that would be kind of funny. <laughs> Just a disc. Yeah. Um, so we meet kind of a group of characters here that are in this cell, not really trusting of Andor, even though Vel is kind of uh, tr- is saying she's trusting him. But the rest of the cell is definitely not. And even when they lay out their plan, Andor's like, you're on a suicide run. Yeah. So, I I don't know. We even have a lieutenant here who's who's a part looks like a part of the Empire, effectively, or at least playing one. That comes up on the speeder a little later. That's helping him out. And uh, and yeah, so that's kind of the plan for them. And then I think uh, the only other thing of note really is talking about our security, Imperial security force here, and we get uh, we get kind of a new officer which. I actually don't remember the names. Do you have uh, names of any of these folks? I'm trying to find it right now. 
Uh, yeah, let me let me kind of run through here. I don't want to just call her blonde lady. That seems Ho- something. hopefully they start with lieutenant because I know she was a lieutenant. <laughs> yeah, that that seems somewhat disrespectful though to just be like, oh yeah, blonde blonde lieutenant. Uh, let's see. Here. Uh, so we have uh, so we have three that we could name. Obviously, we have uh the lieutenant supervisor Belvin, mm-hmm. who is our leader of the group. Uh, we have. Lieutenant Gorn, uh, who is the one fighting our uh, female lieutenant, I believe. Uh, tell me that she isn't. Our, where is it? We're really good at this, guys. Yeah, really we're, good. We're just awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is... This is annoying. Yeah, Ble- Blevin is definitely the the other guy who has quite a bit of um, influence here. He's over six sectors. Our uh, other lieutenant here is is over two. She's obviously very smart. You know, she's starting to see patterns in uh, in kind of like what the re- the rebels are doing. And it's obviously it's obvious that her supervisor here is is definitely catching up with some of this. Who coincidentally, the actor who's playing this was also the um, the guy from uh, Game of Thrones. The uh, oh gosh, is it getting late or something? Like, do I need to go take a little <laughs> nappy? Now, wasn't he the guy who uh, ultimately becomes the hand to? Um, uh, you know the character the 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 other the character who uh reanimated the mountain that guy oh yes uh isn't that him yes yeah no that's anton lesser i just found his name anton lesser he's major partagas so we actually named our female lieutenant and i just didn't look at her name i looked at her (laughs) last name so it's uh Ben Bailey Smith is Supervisor Blevin, Lieutenant Supervisor. He's the one kind of bucking at our Lieutenant Gorn, who is Sule Rimi. So she's Gorn. Gorn is our female, I believe. Let me look up the name because (laughs) I want to make sure not insult anyone here. I like insulting. But uh, insulting's fun. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really cool that we got such a, uh, a well-vetted actor in Anton Lesser. That was pretty cool. I can't think of a lot of his roles, but obviously he's uh, he's been around for a long time no, and he's done quite hold, a bit. Hold on here. No, it's not. It's it says it's not it's Gorn. Not. No, that's a that's another <laughs> guy. I'm getting them mixed up. Uh. No. God, no. IMDb, Sule is not. Can you just get your <laughs> crap together so I can, like... I don't... I don't it, it's been worse on this show than anything else I've seen in a long time. Well, I don't get it. It's like they're trying to keep some big secret or something here, and it, it's it's really... It's really annoying to me. Why can't I find... Is she, like, a nobody? She can't be a nobody, right? Well, she is. She's a really good nobody, and just she should be listed regardless. 
Yeah, this is this is pretty maddening, dude. Why can't we find? Cause yeah, yeah, it's definitely not Lieutenant Guy. Okay, she's just not here then. What what the hell are we doing? <laughs> I like this character. Her name, her character's name is Strong Woman. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> just some rando. Just Strong Woman. Okay. Nice. Wow. Oh, hey. So throwing out there, just completely sidelining us here, but Game of Thrones. Um, I saw that we are going to potentially be getting a TV series for uh, The Last of Us. I don't know if you ever played that game or if you know much about it. Yeah, I know what it is, yeah. Okay, so uh, our actor and actress combo is going to be Oberyn Martell. Yeah, I've (laughs) seen that, getting Vader, And then we're getting Lady Mormont, little girl, who uh, stabbed the... The White Walker giant before getting crushed. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, It'd be interesting to see if that's a good show. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I still can't find this stupid I character. Can't. Like I, I'm, I, I don't. You know, yeah. Oh, oh, I think I found her. Come on, Faye Marseille. Is that her? I don't know, dude. I'll, I'll go with it. I'm gonna check real quick anyway let, let's let's just put it this way she's seeing the patterns no no that's Val. okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's she's seeing the patterns and it seems like our our uh goodness why why do you why are names so hard for me um who who is our if I could just find the scene it'd be a lot easier <laughs> if we actually did editing this would probably be a lot better lot better podcast that would just be entirely too much well let's just put it to you this way she's seeing the patterns she's obviously very ambitious uh even our other lieutenant does kind of like say hey you know make sure your your ladder's planted before you start climbing it and uh absolutely love that scene i thought that was pretty cool and uh it definitely goes back to just how ridiculous the empire is, how obsessed with themselves they are. They're not worried about the war. They're worried about their military career. And, you know, no one's really fighting for each other in the empire other than maybe the stormtroopers. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so we kind of leave, honestly, we kind of leave the episode on a complete stand. Everybody's just kind of standing by. Our Imperials aren't really doing much at this point. Andor is, you know, just sort of waiting for the job. And, uh, you know, Luthan is back on Coruscant. And that's pretty much the episode, episode four. Yeah. Yeah, we are uh, three days away, supposedly, from our little... Our little spy mission, yep. so it'll be very interesting to see what happens. I think I found her name, finally. Better of. If, if I can just pause at the right time, come on. If you're wrong. <laughs> if you're wrong about this. Did you get it? You just, you just. Did you find it yet? Lieutenant Miro. Hey. <laughs> Mir- Finally, it's Miro. Yeah, this is f- <laughs> it's funny. I just ran across the name Denise Go. Um, yeah, Deidre Miro, but she's not listed as Lieutenant Miro on this on IMDb, and she's only listed for one episode. That's great. <laughs> so what's? The- oh, I was really interested in her. No, she'll she'll shame. be back. I think IMDb is just being a jerk about it. 
I don't I don't understand why they're why they're acting like this about about this show. But anyway, I swear I like the reviews, but <laughs> their infrastructure for show information is not the best. Yeah, I'd agree. So anyway, any, anything else we need to roll into? No, no, I do believe we're ready for ratings. Uh, Since we're actually being professional now. I have the list. Do you have your spreadsheet? By God, I do. I haven't done anything (laughs) with it, but I have it. Well, I don't see why you would, seeing as how we haven't done anything. Well, I could have prettied it up and put it on a a thing you could look at, but no. You literally could be... (laughs) Yes, you could pretty up, but it could just say and or at the top and then... One, our ratings. Two, our ratings. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but I so could simple. also do other stuff. <laughs> Just give me ratings. Well, what's our rating for one and two before we get to? Okay, so episode one, uh, you had rated it a 7.6. I rated it an 8.1. Episode two, a 7.4 for you and a 7.7 for me. Gotcha. Well, I will definitely say it's going to be higher ratings this time around, and I think it's very well warranted. Uh, I even thought back on the ratings I gave for those episodes and thought they were a bit low, honestly. Mm-hmm. But uh, these episodes were very good. I'm kind of good to talk generally of them both because I feel like they're going to be pretty similarly rated. Okay. Um, we have a lot of intrigue in this show. We get, definitely are getting a bit of that spy and or coming through. Uh, he is a scoundrel. He is... Definitely not your typical good guy, which I love having someone a little more gray in Star Wars. It's so rare to find these multi-layered characters instead of just, you know, your typical good guy and bad guy. Definitely harkens back to Solo, which obviously we both love. Um, I thought the acting was top-notch as far as Star Wars TV series go. I can't think of anyone who really acted poorly in this show. Uh, Even our supposed no-name characters that don't have a lot of uh, accredited roles did very well, I think. Uh, Our sound design was awesome. Again, I love the intro, but the music in general is really good in this show. It is a story worth getting invested in, I believe. I'm very excited to see what's happening with Andor. Um, It does kind of mess with a bit of the backstory we already got from Rogue One which, as we talked about, we'll see if it really does or if it's just him being a spy and lying. But this definitely is going to make me more endeared to Andor, I can already tell. I don't see this show ruining it in the second half. I'm excited for a little mission, even though it seems so stupid to be stealing (laughs) uh, income reports, essentially, getting everyone's tax information. Well, I think they're actually um, stealing money. Well, yeah, but I think they actually do want to get the uh, the income. Maybe so. I forget exactly what they call, but but uh, anyway, it seems interesting. We really didn't talk about our cast of spies. Not a whole lot to talk about, but I just wanted to throw it out there. Um, with the very little bit of dialogue we got from everybody, we got that this was a very tight knit group um, that are very interested in the cause more than each other individually we see that in little comments like uh, you fell asleep on guard duty we're all dead now you need to go tell uh, Vel about this immediately um, these characters aren't willing to let Andor in quickly and I, I like how organic this feels obviously no one's gonna 
be willing to let him in right away. These people have been around each other for a long time, and they're very reserved people. It's the only way they're still alive. Vel seems like a very unsure leader. Um, be interesting to see where that goes. There's definitely some questioning of her decisions, obviously, although they aren't entirely her decisions to be made. And the Imperial stuff is great. I love seeing the corporate ladder <laughs> that we're... We get the mention of how everyone's trying to just take care of themselves and no one's there for you if you fall. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see what happens with our, what was his rank in our security division, the lieutenant? Yeah, the lieutenant, or yeah. The, yeah. I'll be interested to see what happens with him, whether he joins the Empire or not. Uh, Miro seems like a really cool character. Bevlin might be, or Belvin might be, a bit of a hindrance for her, so that'll be a cool dynamic to watch grow. And, yeah, these episodes are really good, and it's got me excited for more. I am happy we're going to one episode a week, but I am definitely ready for next Wednesday. Yeah. So I'm going to rate episode three at an 8.2 and episode four at an 8.3. 8.2 and 8.3, huh? Yeah. Let me just click these buttons <laughs> so that we will have this forever. Recorded in the history books. Yeah. So I think that the way that this seems to be writing is multi-episode mini arcs. Uh, the first three episodes are an arc. Now we're into another arc. I'm not necessarily a huge fan of that style of television, if I'm being honest. I think it's kind of lazy. Uh, meant to stretch out things where you don't necessarily have to do that. But um, it is what it is. I did enjoy, I think, these two episodes more than I did the first two episodes. I think episode three, um, you know... It showed off uh, Skarsgård's character uh, a lot, you know, kind of putting some stakes on them. And even with Bix, it's like, you know, we're, we kind of care a little bit more about the characters. And, and you really do hate the people you're not supposed to like. You know, that I think that they're building up the emotion pretty well with the sort of morally ambiguous Andor at its uh, center. Even the stuff with the mom was kind of fun. Now, I assume we're done with flashbacks. I assume that we've we've tapped the flashbacks, which I'm fine with. But, you know, I, I thought our scene in the warehouse was pretty neat. Um, overall, I thought episode three was was a good, reasonably solid, uh, you know, ending to this particular to this particular line. It, it showed, um, you know, kind of a rebel ish win. And uh, some some smarts displayed by uh, by Luthen. So I I'm pretty happy with episode three. I'm gonna go an eight point three on episode three. Uh, for for episode four, um, I I think we're we're dealing with a transition episode. Not much on its own, so to speak. There is some intrigue here, which I find interesting. I think, uh, you know, we're definitely seeing more of the inner workings of the Empire here. But we we get 
Andor's sort of setup. We get a little bit of the call out. We understand that uh, Luthen is much more uh, informed about Andor than Andor uh, will would like to admit. Um, we get the start of this plan, but I think the more intriguing part was sort of the Imperial side of things where we're almost battling over jurisdictions in puffy pants, you know? So it's, it's kind of funny and, and good in its own way. It does suffer a bit from being, um, well, from nothing really much happening. And I think that realistically there, there are going to be a lot of people that might say, okay, but like, so what happened though? Because ultimately nothing, nothing really happened in there. Um, let me, let me go ahead and pull this back up here and, and we'll talk the, uh, the actual ratings from IMDb, which is the only one that I, I care to look at. So reckoning or episode three is carrying an 8.7. An 8.7. Um, I'm trying to click into it, but everything wants to be, uh, 5,500, 5,500 reviews on that. So that's not bad. Um, and then episode four is currently sitting at an 8.4 with 1300 reviews. So pretty, pretty highly rated there. And, and you know what, of those, everything is very consistent in the eight, nine, 10 range. Only 12 of those reviews are, are one stars. So very good. So I would say this is probably one of the most honest rating scales I've seen in a while. Because you don't have mm-hmm. top heavy and bottom heavy trying to balance itself out. You have a good mix from seven to ten. So that's actually really encouraging to see. Um, but but to get to the rating for this one, I, I think that it was fine. I th- but it's a setup episode, so I can't I can't really rate it as high as sort of last episode that's that was kind of like the end of an arc episode. But again, I do think it was fine. I'm gonna go ahead and just give it an eight. A solid eight because I I think it was it was fascinating to me it was it was good and, and it had a couple of interesting parts that make me you know kind of want to see the rest so that's where I'm at for that one. Good deal, good deal. Yeah, very impressed with this show overall so far. Very excited for it. I won't go as far as to say it will save Disney and Star Wars, but it is a step in the perfect direction. Yep, <laughs> it is exactly what they need to do in my opinion. Yep. I agree. Um, should be pretty interesting. I'm also going to call this as just a theory. Most, if not all of these little spy people are all dead. And by the way, they're all carrying Absolutely. AK-47s. Did you notice that? <laughs> yes. It's like I know. Yeah. like They did a very lazy job at trying to make them look like anything else. Yeah. Now, in, 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 and, or in uh, Rogue One, Cassian's weapon is basically a ripoff of an AR platform piece, but they actually mm-hmm. made it up to look more like a blaster that kind of looks like an AR platform. But th- these are just AK-47s. They just gave them AK-47s. They're painted black. And painted <laughs> black. It, it's not very imaginative. But anyway, folks, hopefully you, you've enjoyed uh, the episode so far, both of the Andor series and of, uh, and of our show. But uh, I guess before we start rolling towards the end, anything else you wanted to say or chat about? Uh, just kind of hopping on to what you said with the AKs. I think the blaster pistols, though, have been very well done in this show yeah, so far, sure. especially Cassian's. I thought that was pretty cool. We get a really good close-up of that when it's in 
Luthen's face, and it was uh, definitely more sci-fi than the AK. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, pretty cool overall. So, all right, folks. Well, again, hopefully you enjoyed. If you'd like to interact with the show, maybe give us your take on how the episodes have been for you. You can always hit us up on uh, Facebook or Twitter, just at TC Plan Podcast. And uh, if you'd like to send us an email, which, you know, you can get a little bit more long form there if you want, tcplanpodcast at gmail.com is our email address. So I think that is it for us. So y'all have a great rest of your week. And as always, may the force be with you.